Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I am Melissa Mason. And I'm Laura Brodnick. Laura, I heard that you went to the Magic Mike 3 premiere last night. I saw that you went there, actually, and I saw some things. I know, I saw some things. Let me tell, let me <laughs> some tell things you. things have been sawn. Some, some um, <laughs> rumours are swirling that I was heavily intoxicated, which isn't true. Although it could. <laughs> we took a big group of girls from the office, which was fun, because it's just a fun movie. Yeah. And they said cocktail on arrival, so we were thinking they'd just be like, you know, one of those little glasses they give yes. you. know those tiny yes. glasses plastic you give you premieres? You have mm-hmm. to sneak back and get three more just to make a real drink. Yep. They had these little cans, and I was like, oh, these are cute, just downing them. And then our office manager, Tice, goes, I think these are like 1.5, nearly two standard drinks yes, per can. Yes, I've seen them before. <laughs> I was on a boat party once and those were around and they get you. I don't you. know if I believe that. I had, I'm not going to say how many, but quite a few and it was fine. <laughs> anyway, so we went to see the movie and then all of a sudden the lights went off and all these strippers from the audience stood up <gasps> and started like dancing through the crowd. That's incredible. Everyone was screaming because like women are just so predictable, but in a fun way. Yeah. Because like, I don't know if you've seen the Magic Mike stage show. We're going to the movie now because we're saving that for later in the week, but it's all about like consent and stuff, but it's also just really funny. Yeah. So you just had women drinking little pink cans, strippers dancing, people like cringing down their seats because it was like so intense. Can we just discuss something that you said to me off air? What? Which is that you don't think that the Magic Mike movies are sexy. I don't think, think that's a controversy. Yeah, they're funny. <laughs> they're not meant to be I sexy. Need, no, I need to, and I think it's there would be spillers. It's too overt to be sexy. There are spillers that would agree with me that the scene where they do the final dance, I think it's in the second movie. Oh, yeah. With the, the well, the second swing. movie is better. That is hot. To closer is like the hottest <laughs> oh, thing. I can, I, they're competing in like whew, a strip show. I'm sweating. Competition. It's too. <laughs> it's. I don't think it's meant to be sexy in that way. It's hot as hell. Anyway, All right. agree d- to disagree. The two different opinions about Magic Mike are in this room right now. Tell us what you think on the Spill Instagram page, please. I need to know that people are on my side here. Now, you've probably seen the awkward as hell photos of Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher doing some red carpet appearances for their new rom-com. They are cringe. Rumours are swirling of BTS drama, but Ashton had something very interesting to say about why the photos were so strange. We're going to unpack that, but first we have the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot goss? I want more headlines. Well, in very, very important news today, Mm -hmm. or at least just for me and my people who are still obsessed (laughs) to this day with late 90s slasher movies. Mm 
Following the success of the Scream franchise, so coming back for a whole new big run of movies, it's been not completely confirmed, but pretty reliable sources have told Deadline that Sony Pictures is looking to bring back the other big slasher from that time period, which is I Know What You Did Last Summer. Amazing. With... Two of the stars, so Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. No. Back in the days when everyone had three names. Oh my god! Yes, back in the day when everyone had three names. So Michelle Gellar, Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker. It's all yes. happening. Celebs today—they just like one-word names. That's oh no. it. Get it Bring together, kids. Three-word names. So if you're not across this movie franchise, which apparently our producer Gia wasn't, which shocks me to this day, <laughs> it came out in 1997. It was a smash hit. There was a sequel. So this isn't the sequel to the movie. I still know what you did last summer, which came out in 1998. Still a banger, but not quite the heights of I know mm. what you did last summer with the main surviving characters. There was then a direct-to-video sequel that we don't talk about called I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer that didn't have the original characters. So that's not part of the whole series. We're going to pretend that didn't exist. Exactly. Exactly. As I think a lot of people would think the TV show that came out last year or the year before, I want to say. pretending that also didn't exist. Yeah, I had high <laughs> hopes for it. I did give it a little spruik on this podcast, but mm. it let me down and therefore it was cancelled. So Sony Pictures has not commented on this. I just had to put that out there because some people I see posting this morning, so excited that it's coming back. It's not confirmed. It's just that talks are happening, things are moving, and we'll have to see what happens. But I just want to live in a world where Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. come back as those characters. Don't you see? He's got us now. Okay, this is exactly what he wants. We can't go to the police. Not now. He's made sure of that. He's just out there and he's watching us and waiting. What are you waiting for, huh? What are you waiting for? So we know Leonardo DiCaprio isn't exactly on dating apps with an age range of 40 plus for the women that he wants to match with, but his penchant for younger women has also never really been seen as problematic. We joke about his girlfriends turning 25 and getting dumped and how he gets older, but his girlfriends stay the same age. But this week it feels like there's been a shift. So Leo was spotted at a party sitting next to a 19-year-old model called Eden Polani. And look, a source has come out and told TMZ that he was simply at a party and happened to be snapped next to her. I feel like what's happening here is that we're revisiting whether it's okay for these powerful men in Hollywood to have these super large age gaps with the women that they date. And Leo has been notorious for this. And I think we're really starting to go, hang on a minute, is this starting to get a bit creepy? Yeah, I think for so many years with Leonardo DiCaprio, we kind of just thought that was part of his movie star Mm. personality. First of all, he was dating women like in his kind of mid-30s or so. He was going down to the 20s, didn't really seem as creepy. And then I think it began to be a bit of a joke when he dumped Camilla Marone, who is his last kind of long-term girlfriend that we know about. You know, he never actually gives interviews about any of his partners or references them. He's done a few red carpets. Remember how when he dated Giselle Bundchen and they did like a Mm. lot of red carpets together? They were very much like a public couple though. Yeah. That's when he was seen like a suave movie star because mm. he was kind of dating in his age range. And then as he got older and all of his girlfriends were early 20s and he dumped them all around the 25 mark. So then it was a bit of a joke. We could kind of find it funny. People mm. made graphs. Graphs are always hilarious. Yes. And then with Gigi Hadid, it just kind of felt like a bit salacious and cool. Mm. But also she kind of felt older, even though I know she's not 30 yeah. yet. But maybe because she'd been around for a while, she had a business, she had a child. Yeah, she's she definitely felt a bit seemed- older 
I think we knew more about her, so therefore the age didn't feel as strange. I still felt like it was a little bit icky, but it was less icky because we knew that she'd had this like lengthy career behind her and so she was probably quite mature as a person. Yeah, exactly. But I still think we linked it as like that's Leonardo DiCaprio. He's a suave movie star, so it's kind of a little bit sexy, also creepy in a way, and then funny. And I think it's only really in the last, I'm even going to say the last couple of weeks, that we've really started to see him as not just this hot movie star, but as more of a kind of predatory or sad or something like it's really shifted. And I don't want to kind of give a meme all the credit, but I think the shift this week has come a lot from that meme that's going around from the characters of The Last of Us, so Mm. Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. And I think that's because we're all obsessively watching that show now. Yes, I have caught up. I know you're asking. (laughs) Where we're kind of seeing them in a father-daughter dynamic at least. And so seeing a picture of the two of them embracing on the red carpet and then seeing this picture of Leonardo DiCaprio and his newest rumoured girlfriend. Like, we don't know if they're dating, but chances are good that they probably are, or at least they're hooking up, and saying this is the same age gap. I think that's really got people thinking that it's kind of veering now into father-daughter territory more so than ever before, and that's the creepy thing. Well, that's the thing is I think when your age gap gets to the point where you could literally have, like, fathered that woman, it starts to feel strange. And obviously there are exceptions to the rule, and I'm not saying that everyone that has that big age gap between them is in a creepy relationship, but I do think it's that history with Leonardo DiCaprio that we're talking about of just, it's almost like it's forever frozen in time, the age of women that he dates. It's becoming more and more apparent as he continues to get older. I mean, he's edging on to 50 now. And also kind of thinking about why people are pushing against this so much now, because we know the entertainment industry, well, any industry, Mm. but the entertainment industry has always shown us how it's always the kind of power imbalance of young women and older men together, and that's never been really called out. And I feel like Leo kind of like, I don't know if it got away with it is the right word, but got away with it the last couple of years, because he never had to like protect his image to be the leading man of like a superhero franchise Mm. or any kind of kids movie franchise like some other actors do in order to kind of keep that money rolling in or he's never had to lead a rom-com. I don't think he's ever been in a rom-com no. at all. Like, odd if he I mean, I thought Romeo and some parts of Romeo and Juliet were quite funny, but <laughs> he even has moved really away from being a romantic leading man. Mm. Like he would never do that now. And I think because he was like really big on positioning himself as a serious actor, as a method actor, he could get away with having these really young relationships because he didn't have to worry about being bankable in the box office at that way. But mm. I wonder if that'll change. I mean, I don't think any of the old school directors who are booking him now or the people that are going to see him are going to let that stand in the way, but it'll kind of be interesting. Like I feel like other men in his category had to kind of rehab their image a little bit to keep yeah. playing those roles. I think also he's just always stayed very outside of gossip in the sense that the gossip happens around him. He's never really yeah. contributing to it. It's not like other celebrities where you sort of see these like clearly planted stories and like all that sort of thing where you go, okay, you're like fostering yeah. a relationship with the tabloids and so exactly. on. And so I think that has gotten him around it as well. And like you said, all of his movies, if you think back to Leo in films, it's always like a starring role in something real meaty and gritty where his character isn't really necessarily likable. You don't need to like Leo on screen because you're going because he's a really good actor. So therefore, I think he doesn't need to be necessarily likable as a real person. Yeah, I agree. Look, we're on to you, Leo. We know this game you're playing. <laughs> we're on to you. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, 
and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. So everyone is talking about Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher's deeply awkward red carpet appearance for their new romantic comedy, Your Place or Mine. And basically they did a bunch of press rounds and on two red carpets in particular, the poses were giving, I don't know if you remember this, but you remember Avril Lavigne, the viral photos of her meeting fans and oh, she's like yeah, two she, metres away. Yeah, <laughs> her rules were don't touch me, don't look at me. So it looks like they're taking photos of the cutout. Yeah, and look at a side by side for you guys on the Spill Instagram page because if you haven't seen those photos, you might. They are the funniest fan meet photos I've ever seen. But these Ashton and Reese pictures give the similar energy. They're not touching. Their hands are clasped in front of them. There's weird vibes. They look kind of lifeless behind the eyes. I mean, like they aren't even smiling. People honestly thought maybe they hated each other. I mean, these pictures have gone viral and I understand why. They're quite funny to look at. I never thought they hated each other. We're going to get into that. But it was such a weird thing to come out of this press run Mm. that everyone was expecting big things from because they're two big names. Both have done rom-coms before, but not for a really long time. Ashton Kutcher had stepped away from acting for a bit. Reese Witherspoon, who was like a rom-com darling, is so selective with the roles she does now. And so the two of them teaming up for this movie, everyone thought we were in for this like little roller coaster of old school celebs like floating on the red carpet. And when these pictures came out, it was like the whole machine behind this rom-com renaissance that they were doing just came to a grinding halt. An absolute grinding halt. And like since then, they've done, I guess, it's kind of like triage, right, with some interviews. So Reese told a morning program in America that Mila Kunis, so Ashton's wife, had emailed them to be like, you know, do better. <laughs> she said, you guys look so awkward on the red carpet together. And then Reese said, you know, that she's better friends with Mila because she's known her for a really long time and that it was just fun to to get to know her significant other because I've loved her for so long. So she really put this emphasis on like, I love Mila. We are really good friends. None of this was weird. There's no secret affair. So yeah, speaking of secret affair, (laughs) Ashton then goes on to Chicks in the Office podcast, great podcast, and said, All right, here's the thing. If I put my arm around her and was like all friendly with her, I'd be having an affair with her. Like that would the rumor (laughs) would be that I'm having an affair with her. If I stand next to her, I put my hands in my pockets. So there's no chance that like that could be the rumor. The rumor is we don't like each other. Yeah, you guys hate each other. What he said in that interview is the first thing I would have said is that there's like strict protocol on the red carpet with celebrities like that. That yeah, if they were all over each other, everyone would think there was an affair. If not, they're enemies. But there are rules that like stop that sort of rumors from happening. And we've seen before when celebs go too off the rails with the love story. So like Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Took things too far. I think they'd both look back and agree now that they were so desperate for those Oscars that they were building up this mythology around them. And instead of thinking that would push their characters, it got people thinking they were both cheating on their partners, which made people want to see the movie. Mm. And it made everyone tune in to watch their Oscars performance, but definitely is not the kind of PR most people would want because then the fallout for that and that both those couples breaking up was quite extreme. Mm. But then you have other couples who I think like a recent example would be like a Sandra Bullock and a Channing Tatum. Mm. both in relationships, both have kids, came together for this rom-com and had this really jokey relationship all through their press runs, their red carpets, where you got the sense they had amazing chemistry, which is what 
those rom-com couples always want, but you never got the idea they were cheating on their spouses so you could watch the movie and yeah. kind of feel okay about it. And that's the kind of thing like Julia Roberts and George Clooney are the masters at this. Mm-hmm. Think how many times they've played romantic leads and just recently with Ticket to Paradise, not the best movie in the world, but they're cute in it. And they do all their red carpets together, but they have this perfect balance of making you think, you guys could be in love, but I don't think you are. Whereas these two, I mean, you guys have both been actors for decades. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon is one of the queens of rom-coms. So was Ashton Kutcher for a long time. Yes. He did a lot of rom-coms for a while there. No Strings Attached, Just Married. You know, that was his like bread and butter for a while. And I know he dated a lot of his co-stars, so maybe that's not the best yeah. <laughs> option to use. timing, don't you think? Because he just did the big interview where he talked extensively about Demi Moore. And I wonder if the timing of it was like he had eyes on him already and he was already giving a lot about his past relationships mm. to the media. Maybe he was just like, I need to like rein it in and not create any more stories. Because what I don't get here is that Reese spoke in this interview about how much time they spent cultivating the chemistry. She talked yes. about sending videos to each other and like how they knew all the names of their kids and their dogs Aww. and all these things. And she painted it like friends, like, oh, we're so friendly. Like we sent all these videos to cultivate this chemistry, which isn't giving romantic chemistry to yeah. me, Reese. Yeah. Even that felt like a bit of a red flag to me. Like, again, yeah. I don't think they hate each other. I just think that their chemistry wasn't there. And I haven't mm. seen the movie yet, so I'll be interested to see if they can kind of get it together for the movie. And now I think she's peddling really hard to make it seem like they do because you want people to want to watch this movie to see them together and if we don't think they could be in love. But, yeah, it's just interesting how, like, there's set rules to fall on the red carpet. And sometimes you can push against the rules, mm. like that viral moment with Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. and Oscar Isaac. Remember that? Like, oh, that was amazing. When he grabbed her arm and, like, kissed slash smelt it on the yes. red carpet. It was weird but hot. It was very weird and hot (laughs) and it made all of us want to watch their series. And it was just enough that you thought, are they hooking up? Yeah. But not enough to think, have marriages broken down over this and is it salacious? Like well, that's I the line like the you got. The rumors walk. swirled with them though, but it just swirled in this gentle way. It did because after that it wasn't like Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper where they just kept hitting it yes. home over and over again. It kind of simmered for that one film festival and then went away. So I feel like Ashton Kutcher and Reese with a spoon, maybe they're doing a little bit of damage control, not to the point where I think her posting a birthday message to him was, you know, kind of white flag being like, no, no, we're friends, it's fine. But I don't think they'll be going out and doing more press to fix the situation. But if that happens, he has to smell a hair or something. Just give us us something. That's what I mean. We have all these masters of rom-com red carpets and these two were that, but for some reason they couldn't get it together for this red carpet, which is the red flag for me. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. And if you enjoyed listening, please leave us a review. We love them. You can go to Apple Podcasts and do that or Spotify. This episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with assistant production by Cassie Merritt. Our audio production is by Rhiannon Mooney. We will see you at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram page. Bye. Bye.